welcome back to the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule. And it's been a little wee while since I recorded an introduction to one of these podcasts on the Reset Rebel. But I wanted to pop a little bit of a formal ending to 2018 on here to say thank you um, for all of you for listening to the show. Um, this is our last edition of the podcast for this year. And as we move into that intention setting time of year, I decided our best bet was to get somebody on who goes against the grain a little bit of the draconian measures of dry Januaries and abstinence and being really hard on ourselves um, and instead invite someone on to join us who truly celebrates life onto this podcast and instead that man we have had on before over the summer and is of course Mr David Tsai. Um, now I've been a huge fan of the Yoga Beats legend and I would say he's one of my kind of yoga heroes and I love hanging out with him and hearing what he has to say as he's definitely been a man um, or definitely is a man who doesn't take life very seriously. So for me that feels like a breath of fresh air um, about what is going on in the yoga world as well these days. Uh, He doesn't hold back so do stay with us to hear how he feels that we should be tackling this resolutionary time of year Um, that time when we're setting ourselves all sorts of crazy goals and making all sorts of bold statements about things we're going to give up and stop doing Um, but if you really need to get something in the diary that will allow you to get time uh, to get clear on all of those things i also wanted to mention the next reset rebel retreat date for ibiza are firmed up and we're going to be jumping into our spring into springtime edition on the white isle over the may bank holidays from the 3rd to the 7th of may um so all the information that you need to be joining um, us on our reset rebel Retreat is on the resetrebel.com website. So just go to resetrebel.com, um, jump on, take a little look at what we have lined up this year. Uh, but first, prepare your ears uh, for what is coming up. Um, as I went to meet the yoga elder, Mr. David Sy in London this week, because he is a legend and he has plenty to say. So don't go away. So, welcome back to the Reset Rebel and the New Year uh, edition of this podcast. Thank you so much for coming back and taking the time uh, to tune in again. And we're just actually outside one of my old favourite haunts from my 20s, which is uh, Bar Italia, the choice of today's guest. Uh, And we're in Soho. And um, yeah, I'm really, really, really grateful that uh, you've taken the time to come and meet us again on Boxing Day of all days. I didn't expect you to say yes to that, but uh, here we are. Sure, sure, sure. I'm I'm always a pleasure to meet you. And this is my haunt. I mean, I was born just down the road in Macclesfield Street. So, um, you know, so it's really home from home for me. And the Bar Italia represents uh, a legacy of something that stayed permanent in Soho and everything else has changed. And kind of in the same way, you know, uh, in the world of yoga, we had precepts like uh, the Buddha and those teachings. Thank you so much. Someone's served me a coffee. It's very, very nice. Um, the best coffee in the world. It is. The Italians do it best, right? Fucking rocks. It's great. <laughs> they do it the best. 
And uh, I just came back from Italy, actually. I was teaching in uh, Bologna. Uh, sorry, Faenza, which is just outside of Bologna. And um, there, I, I, what I'm teaching is kind of going against everything that's being taught at the moment. I think that uh, unless the yoga world moves its cute little pert butt and starts getting involved in our world, our world's going down the toilet. Um, I work in the West Bank, and people are smashed to hell over there. And really, it's 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 like boi- the boiling of a frog. You know, that's how you boil the frog. You put it in a pan of cold water, and you slowly turn the heat up. And that's what's going on over there. And uh, here on the street, people are living rough. It's getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, Camden's full of rough, of you know. Sleepers and, and Soho is, is, is the same, um, and people are stepping over their bodies. And uh, other people are stepping over their bodies and going to their nice, squeaky clean yoga shalas and chanting their mantras. You know, unless we authorize ourselves as a body that actually has some clout, we, we, we talk about consciousness. Do we put it into action? I don't see a lot of it. I really don't. And uh, the, the amount of commercialism that is starting to represent or become part of the yoga world is, is outrageous, just outrageous and shameful, actually shameful. Um, because to be a yogi means you're making union with what? With life. And if life is uh, in a bad way, you try to be effective and, and kick something back and make a difference. Because sure as hell, you can't take a damn thing with you when you leave. Um, and so what yoga is really trying to teach people is enlightenment and happiness and joy. That's what you take with you when you leave your body. And you don't take anything else. So forget about your postures and forget about what it's going to do for your body. What is it doing for your spirit? It's what it's doing for your spirit that makes you happy, that makes you magnanimous. That's what turns me on about yoga. Um, and that's what I, I spread. And if you ask me to say something, that's what I'm going to say. I was actually just saying hello, David. <laughs> See, <laughs> I went off the deep end. I know. Well, you, you, you don't, uh, yeah, beat around the old bush, which no. is exactly why we love you. Um, <laughs> and exactly why we decided to obviously have you back again uh, on you. this uh, Reset Rebel podcast. Because you are definitely one of the biggest sort of yoga rebels, really, in the yoga world. And that's, you know, wh- why I, I do respect yeah. and, 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 uh, and admire you enormously. And, you, you know, you do say it like it is and that and that's the beautiful thing because there's not a lot of that going on um, in yoga right now for those people that don't know exactly who you are obviously you teach yoga beats or you share it and you obviously do a lot of political work uh, alongside that and you're basically really an activist I suppose in the kind of yeah in the in the wars war zones around the world and yeah. bringing people back together and creating a community through the, the outreach work that you do which is just you know amazing Thank and you. currently you're working on a new project with uh, american indians and yeah and, and palestinians. palestinians yeah we're, we're bringing together um the root cultures uh, it's called race for the roots um and it's a collective that is going to bring together rap artists from um um, first inhabitants of America, Canada, and Palestinians together. Uh, so they're going to be rapping for the roots of bands from both sides. And uh, we're bringing it to young people. I definitely want to bring young people into that consciousness because it's their world which is being... We're robbing them of, the, of their own world through uh, our um, monoculture. Basically, I, you know, I go to different 
different you know uh, countries around the world and I'm flying I did last year 53 trips and every time I go through duty free it's the same fucking products I mean do we need M&Ms everywhere I mean when I was a kid we used to have like Italian products or Mexican products or you know there were different indigenous products. we don't have the same we're creating one culture and we're being robbed of our the diversity of humankind it's the richness of humankind that is so interesting about human beings and 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 for money and for profit we're robbing our world we're doing it with music you know with X Factor <laughs> we're uniforming and processing everything into one little neat package which is not what music's about you know a Hendrix or a Velvet Underground or Amy Winehouse would never survive today that's the tragedy of it and I want to bring back diversity I want people to know that that diversity is being robbed from them um, so we are all about being productive because we're all being squeezed like the Palestinians you think people in the West are not being squeezed yes you are you know it's more and more expensive to live it's harder and harder to live most people don't have their own home and it's not going to get any quicker uh, we're being owned we're being run by people who own our planet and they own the politicians. So if you vote for politicians, forget it. They're, they're not even in charge. People have to wake up to what's really going on in our world. And it's, it, I can see it through the world of yoga, but it happens everywhere. So yes, I want to bring young people in. I want them to get um, proactive. I'm proactive because I'm awake. The problem with being awake <laughs> is you become conscious. You can see it. You can see the games that people play and the lies that are being told. And we, we think that by voting for another government, it's going to change. <laughs> That's hysterical. So what can people actually, you know, what's, what's your advice that people can actually be doing? Because, you know, we're talking about yoga and people yeah. kind of turning up in their Lululemons and hitting the mat and doing asana yeah. practice. And this is just not, you know, not necessarily that helpful. It's not really changing anything. It's not, you know, po- people are becoming more connected to themselves. That is never a bad thing. And we are moving into Absolutely. that phase now in January. Sure. You know, people are making New Year resolutions. They are. Yeah. It's a time of change, which yeah. is exactly why I wanted to invite you back okay. on the show. Because I feel like it is that time of year when people make these mad, grandiose commitments to, you know, probably unachievable goals in the year coming up. Yeah. And things that they're going to stop doing and start doing and right. phase out of their right. lives. And it's all a crock of Shit, essentially because yeah. you know, it's unlikely that a lot of those commitments which I adore that people with have these optimistic ideas and opinions but you know on a, on a grassroots level what is it you know that we could be doing that's not you know sure. voting for the right politician that actually yeah. could be helpful to making a change I, I, I totally agree with you and I think it's that time of year where there's a possibility of something happening but I mean one of the things that I always say to students is if you want to be if you really want to be happy make somebody else happy you, for sure, you have a guarantee of happiness, and 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 that is not about grabbing something. So we have this idea that taking something for ourselves um, is going to make you happy. Well, it, it may momentarily, you know, losing some weight will momentarily make you feel good. Buying something will momentarily make you feel good, you know. But then, if you really want to extend that, you have to get out of that route of just taking start giving and that's why I do the things that I do I don't do it because I'm a good person no I'm, I'm more selfish than you can even believe I'm so selfish because when I make someone else happy guess who gets all the joy me so I'm a selfish little fucker 
<laughs> and I get, I'm so fucking happy with it, you know. I go to the West Bank. Why? Because I make a difference. And I'm a very, very happy boy. When I look in the mirror, I go, you know what? You rock. Because that's how you do it. And that's the laws of yoga. If you, if you study the Upanishads and the Mahabharata and all the laws that exist throughout all of time for thousands of years, they say just that, that we are the eternal. We, the, you know, look, I left my body three times and I never wanted to speak about it because I sounded like some sort of fucking nut. But I did. I, 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 the last time was on an operating theater. I, I woke up above my body and then I woke up you know, you know, in my body, and 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 they 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 thought, oh Christ, he's woken up, and I could see all the lines going in my, in my arms. And when I was out of the body, the the feeling was indescribable. I didn't want to come back into the body. I just looked a bit and, and thought it was like a little pain coffin. But what passed through my mind was, I wouldn't mind finishing off that story with the Palestinians. And then I woke up on the operating table. I know that there's one part of me that just goes on forever. And if you have any idea for it, or any idea about that, which one do you want to identify with? Because one day you're just going to go. All of you, it, it, you know, this is a dying game. All of us are in a dying game. This is terminal. So while you're here, and it's a short time, baby, if you're listening right now, it's a short time, okay? What are you going to do that's going to give you some feeling of eternity? Because that's what yoga's about. What are you doing right now that makes you feel, wow, time stands still. I still feel so fucking good. That's what it is. So that's why I'm appealing to people. I'm sure I'll probably die without anybody listening to me. But I definitely want to say it. And I definitely want to know my soul that I said it and I did it. That's it. And I'm not here to change the world. I'm here to change my world. It's my world that I'm concerned with. You know, so if people want to screw up, that's their right. But I don't want to go down with them. And I, and I certainly don't believe their lies. And I know them. You know, once, once someone tells a lie, they're always going to tell a lie. So we're voting for the best liar. Who can twist the, 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 the facts the best? We vote for them. So I think that, yeah, I think you, you make a difference. And people not generally wake up at the beginning of the year and say, well, I'm going to make this year better. So, really, if you want some advice, feel good in yourself. Feel, you know, lose weight if you need to. Stretch your body if you want to. That's fabulous. But then take that joy and multiply it. Let it ride on number nine. Gamble it. Gamble on making someone else happy. You'll see that it multiplies. And once you become addicted to that, you can't get off that addiction. You see, people become addicted to consciousness. And people get, become addicted to... Bless you. <laughs> Bless you, man. Someone sneezed on the other table. Spread a little he's, joy there, David. Yeah, he's cracking up because actually somebody spoke to the fuck to him, you know. Uh, it was so, nice yeah. to him in London. It's That's a miracle. Right. You're on the radio, by the way. You're on the radio, okay? All right, that's cool, man. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Jerry. Jerry's just sneezed, okay? <laughs> and we blessed him. Cool. <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, that's how it works, baby. Father's high. Yeah. <laughs> For you have sinned. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to confess Sins. on this podcast? Oh, God, no. I sin all the time. I make it my business to sin. What's been your biggest sin of this year if this is a confession session? Maybe I got wasted. I got absolutely <laughs> wasted. I got wasted with friends. Um, and I said, um, I'm not going to have another vodka, but, you know, 
you can take the man out of Russia, but you can't take the Russian out of the man. So <laughs> uh, I got blind drunk. It was great. We did it. We did it for. We did it because we love being together. And um, and you you gotta you gotta be excessive. If you play safe all the time, why were you playing safe? One day you you're, you're not gonna be able to play safe. You're gonna go. You're literally gonna die. So there's nothing to play safe for. So don't play safe. I mean, the other thing that, that we're approaching is, of course, this absolutely extreme misery that is dry January. That's what everybody does, don't they? And they kind of go from hero to zero, and they yeah. have this big Christmas period of, like, extreme debauchery and overindulgence, yeah. and then they go to the other extreme, and I do love a bit of extremism, and we've talked sure. about that a lot on this podcast yeah. with various guests over the time. But it's just like, you know, when you go from having the best time and eating and drinking every single thing right. you want... You know, maybe bonking everybody you want as well in the Christmas yeah. period and, and, and just really putting it all out there and going balls to the wall and having right. a really, really fun time. Why would you then go into January and go, oh, I know, I'll, you know, the most miserable time of the year, I'm going to take out absolutely everything that I enjoy right. doing right. and just go into this period of extreme extremism That's and, right. you know, taking out gluten, coffee, sugar, dairy, you know sex, fun, going out and drinking. I'm not saying drinking is about fun I'm just saying in general you know, that's just not the way to do it, is it? No. You know, I'm sure Punch and Judy said that as well but. <laughs> You're right, no I totally, I'm totally with you you know that if it was, you know, if, again if you had cancer and it was the last day you had to live or you just had, it was the last day you had to live would you honestly be trying to hold back? No, you do everything if you knew it was a period of life to live, you'd, you'd do everything. There's been films made about this, you know, that people know they've only got a short time to live. You put into action right now those things that you love and then you enjoy. And yeah, you do get excessive, but at the same time, you become excessively kind. You become excessively loving. And there's nothing wrong with sexuality. You know, I mean, people have got this idea that sex is wrong. Why? You come from a long line of fuckers. I mean, they were fucking from the beginning of time, so you could sit there and pretend that you don't. So, you know... Is that your family tree? Basically, yeah. And it's yours. A big long line of fuckers. <laughs> they were. They just did. What do you think? You know, I mean, and you don't think God was there? Sure. God's in the deepest depth of fuck. That's where God exists. What do you think? Come on. So, you know, we, we sanitize religion. We say, you know, we got to... We have this, you know... God sent a ghost, a part of, of, of itself, around Bethlehem, raping virgins. And, and this virgin got pregnant from God and gave birth to a bastard. You know, and this is who Jesus is, apparently. We're worshipping a bastard. And, you know, this is how ridiculous the church is. And you believe that shit? Like you believe Santa comes down the chimney? I mean, it's insane. Do you think yoga has gone in the same way, though? I mean, it's kind of like sure. a religion these days, and sure. it kind of feels like sometimes that is the sentiment that I receive yeah. after various preachings from various teachers. And I, you know, I have to be completely honest. I'm a yoga teacher myself, but sure. I also sometimes leave a room and I go, what the fuck was that actually about? <laughs> like, sorry, That's but right. really? That's right. That's right. Of course, they're, they're, they're holier than thou. It's a big ego trip because they get possessed by the ego. And the spiritual ego is the biggest ego of all bigger than any politician's ego. The spiritual ego, oh my God. Messianic, narcissistic megalomania. That's what it is, basically. If you want to break it down as a AKA psychosis. AKA Instagram. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Of the yoga world, anyway. Oh, you know, i got to tell you, so this stuff takes over. 
and and it's holier than thou, um, and it it, it it authorizes people to act in this way where they're you know they're talking to their angels and they're having advice on you know always when they get the guy up in the dock after he's killed a load of people they say well why did you do that and he said well, the voices were telling him you know it's the same voices that are telling you to do this and do that it's your own psychosis so people are not in charge of themselves they're not in charge of uh, their own dark side they don't want to visit it they will talk about angels and being holier than thou and and all of that and, and, and lighting incense and pretending they don't like sex they all love sex you know and, and most most classes are all sexual everybody's looking at everybody else's butt well, so what what's so terrible about that it's okay that's a basic instinct that's what keeps us on the planet but pretending that it's not happening is worse it's duplicit actually so that's what creates liars um, and falsehoods and that's where people become um, confused and hurt so being out and out about it is fine you know I, I had a class of um, uh, people who were completely uh, uh, I like your coat. Thank you. But I'm doing an interview right now. <laughs> it's boxing day. Give me a chance. Pretty calm. No, no, man. I'm, I'm fine. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We were actually a little bit busy right now. Right now. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh. Turn, turn down the magician, David. I What's turned wrong with down a, music, a magician <laughs> because he was like doing his trip. It was his gig. No, it but like he had something special up his sleeve for you. I, I didn't want to even see up his sleeve. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you can also say no to people, just like that guy. You can say no to the fake spirituality that's on sale everywhere. I mean, if you want to meet demons and fake people, go to the Mind Body Spirit Festival. It's wall to wall. Wall to wall idiots selling to other idiots who are hurt, basically. So most people are hurt, lonely, depressed, and they hear about some guru who can help them. I mean, we've got 150 so-called enlightened gurus circumnavigating the globe right now and apparently all of them are the way I mean it is incredible that we all believe that one of those people is the complete way for all of humanity and we're, we're following it and we believe that so we're caught up in our own projections our own fantastic projections and um that's why consciousness is so difficult for people to wake up. They're trying to sort out the problems of their lives while they're asleep. You need to wake up. You can't sort them out while you're asleep. So the whole world is asleep. That's what we're doing at Christmas. We're unconscious. You know, you can get blind drunk consciously. Or you can do it unconsciously and just have one glass of wine. Most people are unconscious. They're living in a little world of their own. You can see them all on their phones, walking around. They're not even in this reality. They're in a second reality. And inside of their own heads, they're in another reality. We're just about to get smoked out yeah, now yeah. by a lot of uh, massive, right. great big monster Ducati motorbikes. That are, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like sort of something out of the Hell's Angels it pulling is, up here is, at Baratani. I'm quite liking this, actually. It is. Well, it's like two people go out, okay, so they date each other. <laughs> and one, the woman has an idea of the man, the man has an idea of the woman. And... Um, and, and what he does is he then dresses up to represent something that he thinks the woman wants to see. And she dresses up to represent something that she thinks 
he wants to see and actually then they start speaking and telling stories about you know kind of like cherry picking their lives because they want to represent the way that they tell their lives so really the six people going out it's not two people it's six and then about a week later she starts crying he's freaking out he says well, I, I didn't think that you know the woman was like that well that was the real her all the other things were disguises they're just layers so we don't really know who we are yet and consciousness is saying this is the way I am that's why I'm talking like this because I actually know who I am and I like it it's nice it's I like liberating. it too <laughs> I like yours as well <laughs> so, but I want to know like you know this is all I just love love, love listening to this stuff but uh, my question if I was listening to this and it's like you know end of the year people yeah. go into these bloody motorbikes I know. <laughs> in a moment it's going to go vroom Machines between these men's legs. <laughs> it's all getting a little bit too exciting. I know actually. you are. I know you can see that. Well, I'm just throbbing my machine right here, and um, they Don't need. You a... wish you were on, on, on the back of one of those bad boys. Yeah, well, they've got to. What they're doing right now, they need to throb it a little bit more. Okay, this yeah. is the whole trip. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah no, no. They're just sort of uh, boys with toys. <laughs> okay, so. No, my question was going to be. Hang on. Let's just let these boys put away. almost went into meltdown so the question is people go into oh my god <laughs> now we've got <laughs> jingle bells <laughs> the squeeze box oh, Italia. gold always gold I used to come here in my 20s after having night clubbing for right. a couple of double espressos Isn't before it? the drive home right. to sober up of course um, and now we've uh, yeah this is just genius um, so, um, yeah, my point was, it's, it's the end of the year. It's the point where people get into that deeply dark, reflective kind of mode. And people really want to make changes. They really genuinely go into that yeah. New Year's resolution period with um, very lovely intentions. But how, you know, you're talking about sort of finding yourself or understanding who you are and falling in love with that sure. kind of side of you. But, you know, where does one begin? It's such a ridiculous question, I know. But what are the, you know, if you're not going to go to a yoga class and get on your mat and, you know, kind of connect in that way, I mean, what is your, what would be your top tip for, you know, instead of going into all these kind of like spiritual um, warriorships to, to, yeah. to, to find oneself? Like, where, where's the best place to look? <laughs> well, it's very, very simple, actually. I mean, you could do this right now as you hear this, uh, this interview, if you want. You just, you just close your eyes and, and, Put a big smile in your face and keep the smile there. Don't let it go down and breathe it into your heart. Just breathe the smile into your heart. And you'll find that there's a feeling of expansion in your chest. And suddenly the big things, uh, the, 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 the things that were such a pain start to diminish. And the things that, uh, that you're breathing in right now, which seem childish and ridiculous, become in the, it, it start to major. Um, and this is starting to make a choice. This is, and then you open your eyes. You go, "Wow, that was pretty simple." Well, it is just a choice, and most people only make a choice when they're in pain. That's why on this path they say you only make real change in your life when you're in enough pain. That's why when I'm working with like the AIDS community, they uh, because they know they have a number of days uh, to live, or they've been told, they put into action those things that they were procrastinating about. And they find they live a lot longer. 
beyond everything the doctors say because they don't fucking know. Because they start doing the things they love and yeah. need to do. That's right, because the spirit, which you are, you're not the body, you're the spirit. And, uh, and if you don't think you're the spirit, then tell me, when you eat food, where does it taste good? Where does it feel good? Where does, when someone says, I love you, or you rock, where does that feel good? Exactly where? What are you feeling? What's feeling it? Where is it? What is that sense that knows that? It can't be, it can't be specified. It's everywhere. It's your spirit. That's what I call it. And if you action those things, you'll start to find you become addicted to them. And that's what I mean. You're either addicted to the dark side of the life or you're addicted to the light side of life. And the light side of life is that everybody's your brother and sister. It's not us four and no more. Everybody's your brother and sister. When you see someone in the street laying there, it's your brother or your sister. Was he your brother? Huh? <laughs> is that your crazy brother? Probably, yeah. <laughs> We're all it's related. just so much madness on the streets of yeah. London. And just even arriving here, walking through, I decided to get off and yeah, try and yeah, yeah. work off some Christmas oh. lard from my butt cheeks <laughs> that I've been smearing on with a, with a spoon for the last three days. Uh, called a cheese board, I think. Um, I basically, yeah, got off at Hyde Park to walk here. Right. And, of course, it's like the first day at the sales. Oh, oh my God, David. I was, just, oh, I was laughing my head off on the way here because I thought you would be just absolutely dis- disgusted. It was just, you know, literally handbags at dawn, people trying to get through I shop know, doors to, I like, know. buy things that were slightly reduced. And it was just it was just chaos and yeah. carnage and yeah. really, like, a bit sad to see that people have kind of, like, left their families. Of yeah. course, I've done the same thing yeah. to come here and meet you, which I felt I was very important, <laughs> clearly, to have this conversation. But, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's consumerism and it's, That's like, right. most epic kind of um, lowest common denominator it is it is and we're, we're all running towards those things we're, we're consuming people not just it's not just clothes and it's not just food it's people we're, 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 we have as, as much consideration for others as we do just a commodity so we're, we've become commodities for each other and we've turned ourselves into literally automatums kind of like robots I tell the story about the robot there's a robot side of you that gets controlled by politicians and the authorities and the way that we we start to represent our society. For instance, when you learn to drive a car, it's very difficult to begin with to to enjoy the countryside or the street because you're learning how the car shifts, okay? And um, it's because the robot is learning how to drive the car. And when the robot's learned how to drive the car, you can admire the view and say, oh, isn't it beautiful? And it's nice, you know, the, the weather's beautiful and stuff like that because the robot's driving the car. And then a dog runs into the road and you jump back into the robot to slam on the brakes because the robot doesn't know how to do that. Um, and then once the danger's passed, the robot takes over and drives again. And then you meet somebody and you fall in love and your mind gets blown. And for a while, you know, saying, oh, I love you. And she's saying, I love you. And it's love, 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 love. And the robots are learning the love affair. And in the end, the robots say to each other, I love you, sweetheart. And she's saying, yeah, I love you. And the two humans are thinking, how the fuck do we get out of this? Because the robot's having the love affair. And that's why shock, having a shock, waking up, is very important. Otherwise, the robot takes over. And the robot can do this better than you can. The robot is so efficient. The robot wants you to do hard yoga. You know why? Because then your ego is set so that you can work with your job. It doesn't, if you mention, I always tell yoga teachers, if you mention love or compassion, you're going to lose your students. Why? 
because they're coming to you to get a nice body and to gear themselves up to cope with their jobs. That's what they're doing. They're not really doing yoga. It's a physical entertainment that gears their ego personality so they can cope with their jobs. And if, if the harder the yoga, the crueler the yoga, the job is easy next to it. So stick someone in a room with lots of heat, shout at them, make it uniform. Hey, you know what? We've got a whole bunch of robots going on, calling themselves yogis. They're not yogis, they're you know, robots. That is how I found yoga from doing Bikram. That's how it all began for me. I was going to yeah. Rio Carnival. I wanted right. to get skinny. I wanted to lose weight well, fast. That's it. I wanted to reset yeah. my, my extreme hangovers that I was right. suffering from at the time because I was a music journalist and I was getting drunk all the time. And that was like the magic fix. It was absolutely sure. bloody fantastic. Yeah. Now, of course, further down the line, I understood that that was really not the aim of the game. However, it did get me into yoga. So this sure. is... This is the argument that I have, is like, yes, of course, we can diss the asana and the physicality of it, but essentially, it still reconnects, you know, not everybody is there. I mean, a lot of people, sure, for the yoga body, but there are sure. people there that really, really find something so much bigger than that, and that we cannot knock. I, I agree. I mean, I found sex first came to me in a in a little dark room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Hang on a minute. I know we're solo, David. Good, good lord. <laughs> but that's how it happened, you know. And then you start like you know, when you start you know having sex, you know, uh, you just you know you just have sex like missionaries to begin with, and then you you move on to other positions and other delights because you start to learn. So what? Are you, well, you stay with the same form of yoga as you were at the beginning. That's you know that's that's insane. That's that's retarded. You don't just have one type of food. But you you given baby food. You move on to solids later on, and then finally you move on to you know other delights. So we, if you're really growing, grow. The problem is we have this idea not to grow. I mean, even the Christians talk about it. They talk about you should be reborn again. Why do you want to be reborn again? What, as children? We need to grow up spiritually. We need to think. We need to see ourselves. It's like people say, you know, you know go and enjoy yourself. You know, go and enjoy yourself. They don't go and say, go and enjoy everybody else. You can't enjoy anybody else unless you enjoy yourself. So these things are retarded. The fact that you start with Bikram, move on. And of course you did. You grew up. Thank God. Either that or I'd be dead by now, yeah. I think. <laughs> but when people are possessed by the ego personality, they can't. They get addicted. So you get addicted to the job. When the ego personality finds a job that pays enough, it says, that's it for life. Don't do anything else. Don't move. Don't take a risk. That's it. Lock yourself down. Oh, you found someone who loves you. That's it. Lock yourself down. Get engaged. Get married. Get, you know, index linked to the society. And as soon as people get married, they're looking over the shoulder. As soon as I see them making announcements on Facebook, a month later down the line, <laughs> they're parting the ways. You know that. It's a guarantee. So this is all fallacious story. This is all because of the great drug of society called approval. I need someone's approval. Why do you need anybody else's approval? I've never needed anybody else's approval. Well, I never got it. So I can learn to live without it. And I found that my own approval was enough. The fact that people now approve of me, I have no idea how that happened. 
but they do. But where did this feeling come from of not giving two shits? Like, I mean, I'm, I love this story about your um, your Russian, is it Palinka? You know, the, the lady that who you went and did this like sexy asana practice in front of her to try and impress the socks. Oh yeah, her. yeah, yeah. She yeah. didn't give two hoots. No. And she was very, um, yeah, exactly that. Like, uh, yeah. not giving, you know, not caring. Yeah. But obviously, this has rubbed off on you. Was it that point that you were like? You know, obviously you wanted her approval, otherwise you never would have banged out a sexy asana practice. Uh, actually, no, I didn't want her approval. I went there because my dad forced me to. I, I'd, I was invited to um, a Mysore, um, Patabi Joyce. Uh, his his uh, disciple said, oh, he's going to invite you to Mysore. I was, I was, I was teaching all three, three levels um, in, in uh, London um, of, of Ashtanga. Um, and the three series and uh, he came on the phone and went come so I packed a bag and I bought a ticket to, to India and my father said no I want you to see this woman and she's the most amazing uh, uh, yogini and I said no I'm going to Mysore and he was just like insistent that was it so anyway I went to see this little old lady on the Finchley Road she just blew my fucking mind I, I had no idea you know I, I had no choice in the well I did have a choice but my, my father was just you know he was like a solid wall and I'm so glad he was you know, he just kicked my butt. And I'm trying to kick your butt, if you're listening right now, that there is a better way than your robotic, endless, mindless, one way into what you think is your life. Life is as more varied than you even imagine. And as soon as you get addicted to that variety, you'll, you know, life becomes a joy. It's an absolute joy. It's, it's as crazy as Dali painting rhinoceroses with long legs and Picassos and endless colors moving into endless music patterns and endless cuisine it's a delight a delicious sexual delicious delight that's what life is and of course I met Clara and she asked me to you know she gave me a palinka and uh, I, I I drank it and, and she so says before or after your practice no before I know you like a little shot of tequila before you I get certainly on your do I, I gotta tell you girl, I love it <laughs> because I don't want to be controlling so much that's the whole point because I'm, I'm a real controller and I know that, that's my dark side. So I, I balance it, I'm conscious of my dark side to control. I'm really good at controlling, and controlling others as well. Controlling yourself? Yeah, sure. You're very disciplined. Very. And so my discipline is, what do I do to disrupt it? Because when I disrupt it, when I look at it another way, suddenly a whole new vista opens up to me. And that's what I've become addicted to. The odd, the queer, the out of bounds. I want to explore it. And that's why I say to all my students, where it's dark, enter. Where it's darkest, enter. And you'll find that actually it's an illusion. It's always an illusion. Fear is an illusion, basically, that's what you're saying. Yes, false evidence appearing real. Fear. As soon as you move into fear, you find there's nothing to be frightened of. You know, your ego has you every time you pick up a feather and think, oh, it's a sign from the angel. You don't pick up the fucking feather because when you do, it's over. The ego's got you. Don't turn your money over. Don't turn three times around on, on a full moon. You know, do everything to the opposite. Right now, you can hear Harry, Harry Krishna. Krishna. Yeah. yeah. So they're all caught by tradition and religion, which is basically a habit passed on from other people because psychologically they're coming for us they're somewhere else yeah <laughs> Harry I'm Harry scared. where's Harry I wonder where Harry is <laughs> I think he's just off to meet Sally yeah they, they'll never find Harry but anyway oh. but they're that's our world they're coming for you Dave yeah. <laughs> they 
heard you here. I just I couldn't couldn't let the cat out of the bag. That's right. Love to Harry, man. Love to Harry. <laughs> Krishna, Krishna, where is Krishna? Where is, where is Krishna? Krishna? I mean, I've got no he's always late to the bloody Amazon. party. That one. <laughs> miserable bastard. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and, and we're not allowed to say miserable bastard. We're not allowed to talk about the gods. We are the gods. We have to elect ourselves. We have to authorize yourself. Please, if you're listening to this now, authorize yourself. Stop authorizing the politicians. Stop authorizing your parents. Stop authorizing other people. Start to see who you are. You're an extraordinary being who is the result of billions of years. If that is so, why are you playing small? Why? Just try it. Just one time try to enter your dreams. One time try to go into your darkness. One time try to break your habit and you'll find something good will happen. And then you go, hmm, well if that happened, I wonder if I could try it again. What's the hardest habit that you've broken where the magic lay on the other side? The hardest habit? What have you given up? Security. Security. Particularly in the yoga world. I gave up. I tell you what I gave up this year. I, I had a hip operation because doing Ashtanga, three series, like I did, I was doing like backflips into the splits at speed. I mean, I was, it was... <laughs> I think yeah. he just had a stab at that. Wait, you almost fell over. You almost fell over. <laughs> your, your crutches. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got my crutches. <laughs> and I, I was going to open up like after my operation because I smashed up my hips and I had to have an operation to, to, to give me a new uh, hip. And uh, I had the uh, Israeli Yoga Festival. I headed up the Yoga Festival in May. Uh, there were 600 people waiting for me. And just before I entered the stage, uh, my ego said, don't take the crutch. And I was like, fuck. I said, why? He said, because they'll think you're not the master that you are. And I said to, the, I said to myself, go fuck yourself. You know what? I've got something to teach. In my authenticity, I got something to say. And if they don't think I'm a yoga master, I don't care to be a yoga master. I care to be a human being. That's who I care to be. I don't want to elect myself as something over other people, but I want to authorize myself in my own eyes. So I took the crutch and I walked out. And they're going, I'm a man, what's happened? What do you do? Da, da, da. So I said, well, if, and there were some people at the back, you know, like showing off something wrong with, handstands and one-handed handstands and stuff and shit like that. And I said, well, if you want to learn how to be a dick, I'm the best teacher to show you how to be a dick. I said, because like, years ago, and I started to go into what I used to do, and I said, I smashed my hip. I just had an operation. And, uh, and once that happened, everybody cracked up laughing. And we all fell in love together. We all... We all, we all found the same level together and there was this lovely simpatico and we had the most incredible session. I mean, it was a three hour session that just went on and on and ended up just being the biggest party of the festival. It was incredible because what I did was I put them up. See, if you want to be powerful, make someone else powerful. Don't make yourself powerful. This is what I mean by X Factor. There's, everybody everybody's a winner you think there's losers there's no losers this is just an idea so we're pretending that there are winners and that we're pretending that there's losers everybody's a winner 
everybody is a loser. Everybody is everything. You can just choose where you want to be in every day. And I think that's the whole point, is that we start living that way with, authentic, with, with authority. You know, the Buddha didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit about anything. He, he, he didn't care about his royalty, his royal blood. And what he did, he left a legacy that's gone on for thousands of years. We all have that possibility, that we, we come here for this lifetime, and we have the point to wake up. And when I leave, I want to leave knowing that I did something that makes me happy, that makes me proud. I mean, this talk you gave back at the, um, the yoga festival in yeah. London, I, I think it was this year, yeah. it was on Dharma, which is exactly oh, what yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. talking about right now, is to find your life's purpose, which yeah. is you know, nigh on impossible for, for, for a lot of people. I think it's a very, very, very challenging thing. I mean, when I was six, I knew I wanted to be the next Kate Aidy, and I went hell for leather to get there and more or less achieved it, not quite. Obviously, I didn't become a foreign correspondent because thankfully I woke up and realised I didn't actually want to die for yeah, yeah, um, a little yeah, yeah. bit of ridiculous news. And, um, you know, I think I felt very blessed for, for, for knowing from six what I really wanted to do. I mean, no one you know, conditioned me into thinking that's what sure. it was. But I, I think to really, really, really know what you want is an amazing, amazing thing. But there's just so many people, including myself at this point, like, there are days when I am really, really perplexed as to what my purpose is. I literally, and that is exactly what causes, I would say, the majority of depression on this planet. Because yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people have no fucking idea why they are here. You know, if they're not going to be a, a father or a, a mother or a... I don't know, like a you know, the, a director of a big, fat company, and, and have a great big house, and get the yeah. big car that they were told they were going to yeah. have. Like a lot of people have a lot of tricky times. I agree. Comprehending yeah. uh, what it is that they're actually here for, and maybe they don't hit that, you know, until they're 35, 45. Sure. You know, but I think it's it's very difficult to unravel unless you've experienced what you've experienced, and I don't know if you if this is a fact, but. From, from your near-death experiences and the fact that you almost died and that's why you came to yoga in the first place and you've been through a lot of big wars it's like until you've almost died maybe that makes you really evaluate a lot more successfully um, than yeah. sitting around stroking your nutsack in a pair of um, you know kind of uh, you know boxer shorts on the sofa endlessly sure. navel-gazing wondering what it is that we're here for I yeah. mean how do you it's very difficult to get to that point where you can you can work it out I, I think it is. It's, it, it just depends upon the person. We, we get everything pro rata. Everybody gets everything due to what they can take or what they cannot take. I, got, I needed two wars to go through. For me, well, a big war in Bosnia before I, could, I woke up to really why I was here. I needed to see death in the face before I knew what it was to be alive. And I think that what we do, we, we create enough pain if we're lucky, if we're lucky that helps us wake up or enough boredom or enough lethargy to go what the fuck is this all there is what online games you know is that all I'm doing what, what, what is it you know you porn is that is that it whacking off on some screen Jesus Christ you know I mean, what is that so yeah you can spend your whole life doing that but you've got to be in enough pain and that's the point so if you're not enough pain Maybe you have enough conscience. I, you know, I needed pain. Some people can just do it, you know, I, you know, just by becoming conscious that nothing's going on except the rent, and they wake up to that 
time is passing. And time is the only commodity you have. Look, birth and death are the things you can't change. You can't change them. But the stuff in between, you can. You can. It's your... And, it, and, and what happens is, is that we allow other people to guide us. We, they guide us through their fear. You know, their ideas of what you should be doing at a certain age, who you should marry, what you need for your security. There's nothing secure about life. When you understand nothing's secure, you think your houses are secure? Not secure anymore. It's not what we thought it was. So nothing's secure. There is types of security, but it's not real. So what we need to do is what we want to do. What do you want to do? What makes you happy? Ask yourself that simple question. My father used to say that. My mother objected violently to my father. She said, oh, Frank, for God's sake, don't say that. He said, I just want my, my son to be happy. I want my children to be happy. And I always made choices out of happiness. What makes me happy was definitely making someone else happy. And then I always found that somehow prosperity followed. It was like an invisible hand works, but you can't see it. So it's outside of my ego control. Things happen. A phone rings, someone offers you something. How did that happen? So there, is a, there are invisible laws that govern life, and we have to punch into those. There's plenty of books written about that. There's bookshelves full of that stuff. But do we read it? No. No, we don't. We just look at X Factor. We look at popularity. We look at Facebook. We want the, the greatest drug of all, which is approval. We can't stand that someone disapproves of us. Why? Do you, do you stay in a relationship because you, you're, you're frightened of the disapproval of others? Most people do. Most, I had two people this summer who asked me to, to counsel their marriage. We're on the banks of the river. I won't say where in case they, it's, they, they identify themselves. And they, they said, would you counsel? I said, sure. So I listened to them arguing for about half an hour. And I said, guys, can I, can I ask you something? They said, yeah. I said, why did you ask me here? They said, well, you know, to counsel our marriage because we've we got problems. I said, do you give me permission to say something else to you? They said, yes. I said, you don't, guys don't like each other. It's over. Forget it. So she said... We've been married 20 years, and we've got three kids, and we have a mortgage. So I said, what, you think the kids don't know? And you're living for a mortgage? When you get your brains together, give me a call. I got up and left. So these are the false idols that Christ spoke about. We are worshipping false idols. We think that's what makes us happy. It doesn't make us happy. If you're not ecstatically happy, why are you with someone? Why are you wasting your time? Move on. It's over. You say, oh, it's very disruptive. Well, it will be for a while. Then it'll come back together again in a way which you can't even imagine. But that's the miracle of life, and you have to trust it. And you said about some books. I mean, where would what would be your number one book tip? I mean, is there any, any kind of decent literature that you could recommend that maybe someone yeah. get into in January? Yeah, Proof of Heaven, Eben Alexander. Uh, he's a leading... Um, neurosurgeon in the States. He, he clinically died from um, meningitis, a cerebral meningitis. Um, they said if he came back to life, he come back literally as a living vegetable. <laughs> he came back and he reported on the other side. He's become the biggest embarrassment in the scientific community. Another guy called Robert Lanzo wrote a book called uh, Biocentricity. He's rated as the third most eminent scientist on the planet. 
Um, he says that he says this is not a new age book. Uh, this is this is not a spiritual book. This is pure science. Consciousness exists before the body and long after the body's gone away. So if those two leading scientists don't move your ass or get you thinking outside of the logical circuitry that you put yourself into, nothing will. After that, there's a whole raft of books that you will open up to, Brian Weiss uh, and others. So they're all there, but you've got to get the consciousness to see it. And what I mean by that is that if you're not into Keep Fit, you don't see the books that are about Keep Fit off the book, you know, on the shelves. But as soon as you are, then you see all the books that have always been there, but you just didn't see them because you only see those things that are part of your consciousness. So those are the books I would highly recommend. In fact, I don't think you'll, when you, when you uh, uh, listen to uh, um, Proof of Heaven, uh, you just can't put the book down. It's an extraordinary, extraordinary book. I'm just off to India and I need a little bit of uh, a little bit of reading so that's perfect for me actually I'll uh, take those with me on the plane and you know just lastly I mean I think a lot there's a lot sort of spoken about you know people who are on their deathbed and they kind of like well what's going to be your one biggest regret and we kept these kind of lists of old people's kind of things and obviously family is always up there in the top three but for someone that has almost died three times I'm intrigued you know, was there something that kind of came to you in those moments that you would have really regretted, which is why you kind of changed your life to be more like you are now? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I came back the last time because I want to finish off the story with the Palestinians. They're my family. I, lo- I fucking adore them. And I adore the Israelis. I can't choose between them. I want to finish off that story because I, I adore going there. I adore being with them. I adore the way they make me feel. Um, I'm addicted to that adoration. And, and, and that adoration helps me adore them. So I'm addicted. I'm addicted to that payoff that I get from interacting with people. Um, Building community between the two sides. Of course. And, and in a class, I want to create a community. I'm not interested in what you do on your mat. Who gives a shit? I'm interested that someone who's an advanced practitioner can help someone who's a first-time beginner and show compassion. I mean, that's the muscle that you should be exercising, you know, not the fucking psoas. Who gives a shit about your psoas? You know, I mean, really, I mean, you know. All your hips. I mean, fuck yeah. the hips. Fuck the hips. I, hips I, I, anyway. I did fuck my hips. <laughs> I'm almost purely bionic now. <laughs> so, you know. You do, look, you do look quite bionic. I've always thought that about you. <laughs> so, yeah, so from the bionic man, just reach out and, you know, you just get, I mean, seriously happy seriously happy and then you can pop down your own chimney and give yourself gifts you know so I, I think it's otherwise it's it's just a case of you know you're you live your life in in a in a, an advanced state of masturbation you know everything is, is closed circuit you're not giving anything away and you you died in poverty most people die in poverty and they've got all the money in the world but they've got nothing because they don't take anything look our world is run right now by megalomaniacs. Nearly every single country in the world is run by a megalomaniac. All it's, there's two types of people, productive and creative. And most people are now only productive. And most people are robots. You press their buttons and they react in a certain way. Press their other buttons and react in another way. There's nothing, there's nothing in between. I'm, I'm appealing to the bohemian in everyone. I'm appealing to that. Try going left with Mark. Try stepping out of your routine just for a while and see how good that is. 
try walking on the wild side, you know. Shave your legs, and he became a she and says, hey, babes, take a work on the wild side. The colored girls go, boop, be-doop, be-doop, boop, be-doop, boop. You know, I try it. It's not so bad, and it's fun. Have fun. That's why I brought tequila into classes. You know, that's why I brought chocolate into classes. After I brought tequila, they brought gin, they brought beer. There's a whole load of stupid forms of yoga that's come out. You know, I mean, I did it just to bust people out, not to be taken as a serious form of yoga, for God's sakes. But that's how stupid people are. The stupidity of so-called intelligent people. <laughs> and that's why you always go back to the, the London Yoga Festival every single year. Yeah, it's like going to the zoo, you know. And they're all in their cages, in their little, you know, compartmentalized ideas of life. But it's naive. It's a naivety. Because when you start, you know, just concentrating on the body, soon you're going to hit your 50s and your 60s and your 70s and your 80s, and if you're lucky, your 90s. And then what are you going to do? How are you going to be happy then if you can't do what you did when you were in your 20s? I mean, it's ridiculous to think that we, we were hanging on to what we did when we were teenagers or when we were in our 20s, when we were in our 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. I mean, that's fucking stupid. You know, why don't we just grow up and move on and keep moving the boundaries? Picasso never stopped to the day he dropped. Neither did, you know, Dali. Neither did any of the great... The great artists of, our, 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 of this century, they kept going. So why should I? I'm never going to stop. You know, my appetite How old are you is now? Huge. Now? How old do you guess? Oh, no, I hate, I hate playing that game. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 41, darling. Oh, 41. I'm 56. Okay. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of ancient. Um, but I felt ancient even when I was a kid. I felt I'd been here forever. And I have. If this is one life of endless lifetimes, what does it matter? Live as if it's your last day. Do everything today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Because if you live today fully, tomorrow will take care of itself. But the ego doesn't believe that. The ego says, oh, no, 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 no. Be careful, be careful, be careful. What about this, like, discipline, though? Like, you know, you have to be disciplined in certain areas of your life to achieve your dreams, to achieve your goals, to get into that pair of jeans that you couldn't squeeze into last year. You know, that's what January's all about, isn't it? It's to, Well, why you know, do you want to get into the jeans? Well, because the ego says that we all have to be this, like, streamlined, skinny, ridiculous, gorgeous goddess that, you know, the magazines tell us that we should why? look like. Why? Why on earth? Why don't I? I some, That's how we're going to get loved, isn't it? I have some large people <laughs> who are very, very happy, extremely happy and loved up something wrong because they just like being large. That's it. I mean, be whatever you want to be, but become more of who you are. Don't become less of who you are. And if you want to be skinny, then get skinny. That's fine. But don't do it because it's a concept, an idea. Do it because there's a deep desire for it. Deep desire. And if you can't get into those genes, then you know what? I fucking love you just as you are. Stand in the mirror and make yourself say that. Take all your clothes off, stand in the mirror and go, you know what, you are gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, fucking gorgeous. Yeah, that's it. If you can't do that, if you can't stand in the mirror and do that, then how do you think anybody else is going to do that for you? Really, you've got to own yourself. You've got to own who you are, have full ownership of who you are. And if someone doesn't approve of you, that's their problem. I don't give a shit. If someone doesn't approve of me, most people don't approve of me because I look all wrong. I don't even look like a yogi. 
in there. I, I love your Rupert the Bear trousers you're wearing. <laughs> Those are my favourite part of your outfit today. I wasn't going to say anything, but it seems you almost bring it up. They are wicked. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I like them. I thought, oh, they fucking rock. <laughs> and, I, and, and, you know, I, and, and to turn up at a yoga shala, not wearing what people think you should wear at a yoga shala. So you, 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 you because you become, you, but it's very difficult, you see, the group mind, before I go to yoga shop, I think, oh, I should wear something a little bit, you know, a bit more downtrodden. Put the mala on. Put the mala on, exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know, and, and sit there and go home. You know, I, I hate going on. I can't stand chanting. If you want to chant, fine. But I can't stand it. And, and please don't bring a gong anywhere near me. But, you know, <laughs> really, it, it, does me, it does my head in. I, I'd rather have, you know, hip-hop and, and soul. So, you know... That's my choice. But I'm, I'm sincere in that choice. I'm not trying to fake it. But it's very easy to fake it because you want the approval of the group mind. You want, the, you want everybody to approve of it. I've never been approved of by the authorities in yoga. And I think that's why I'm now approved of. Um, I don't know why it's turned around, but it has. Um, but I will carry on doing that because I believe that the yoga world needs to get up off its nice little clean ass and start becoming a force to be reckoned with worldwide. We have a world that's presently falling apart and we are allowing these megalomaniacs to run our world. The yoga world could actually stand up for itself. It could become a force to be reckoned with. Well, there's enough people into it these days and it's that's not, right. you know, it's just a multi, multi, multi-million pound business which is, yeah. is absolutely bonkers the way it's changed. And, you know, if it really was exactly doing, you know, walking its walk, then a lot of money could be raised to really seriously make some changes. But I do feel like, I don't know, you know, I mean, I run retreats and things because I really genuinely see the after effects and the the before and after of of people arriving, like stressed out their brains and then they go home, you know, full of joy. And that is why I still, you know, really, really love doing it. And and that's what we've been doing with this podcast is giving away (laughs) as many free spaces as we can to people who really need to come on a retreat but actually maybe can't afford it or you know they're just too unwell to kind of like sort that out for themselves so people recommend them more and that's you know been amazing work to also be doing through the course of this podcast this is like my little you know offering and um you know this is my yoga off the mat which is i think what for me i've suddenly really this year more than ever really really realized is what this is all about and, and helping other people is it's just a joy. It really that's is it. absolutely exactly that. And that's why, you know, we do what we do. That's why you're addicted to it. And that's, that's the, the, the joy you're getting. And that's the payoff you're getting. Because, look, you know, this thing of, of helping others and, 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 and transcending asanas and transcending meditation, it, it, it puts you into a place where, okay, the body's... You know, when you do asanas, the body feels good. When you do pranayama... You've got everything the body will need on board, the nutrients and everything, and, and, and the biomarkers are fabulous. Meditation, the mind is still. And then you're feeling in a glorious state. Well, what else can you do with that? Well, if you're in a glorious state, then go and take it out into the world and affect other people. You know, if Harvey Milk can bring all the, you know, the gays together and make it legal, why can't we come together as a force to be reckoned with worldwide? Why, why is it that the billions of yoga practitioners are doing fuck all for the planet? Why is that? And my, 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 my cry to the yoga community is, please, 
move your lycrid ass in the direction of our planet. The planet is dying right now. She's, she's actually dying. We're fracking her to death. We're polluting her. We don't give a shit about anything. Most people's consciousness is zero. Zero. All they care about is filling their faces with food. That's all they care about. And some of us who are awake, we have to be the voice. So I, I'm going to spend the rest of my life just being as loud as I can. Um, and, and you know, Not just in the clothing department. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. In every which way, my darling. But, you know, I, I really wanted, I want us to get past our primitiveness where we, we look upon the odd, the queer, the, you know, gays, transvestites, blacks, you know, different cultures as being strange. Look, we're a great big fucking family of one species, and we're powerful, and we can be powerful for this planet. It's the only home we've got. We're just, we're just destroying it. We're allowing these maniacs to, to, to fool us into thinking we have to work our asses off and that the whole point of our lives is to work and work and work and work just to pay the rent. That's the point of our life. You weren't born to pay the rent. That wasn't the reason for your birth. It wasn't like your, your bills were saying, oh, hurry up, get born, get born, because you have to pay us. You think that's the reason for your birth? Just think about it for a moment. Think, what was the reason I was born? If you're between, you know... You know, a, 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 a terrible place in your life where you've got to pay your rent. Was that the reason for your. It, it, okay, pay the rent, but it's not the reason for your birth. Transcend that, start to evolve. You know, evolution happens not over millions of years, in one lifetime. You know, we stood on our back legs, we became Homo erectus. We started to think with the frontal cortex of the brain, we became Homo, you know, uh, uh, sapien. And what did we use with the frontal cortex of the brain, which is supposed to be our evolution? We just thought about, you know, more clever ways of, of, of destroying each other. You know, we, 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 we fought our way to that evolution with tooth and claw, and we used the frontal cortex as tooth and claw. But now they're just bombs and, and wonderful killing machines. So that's what we've done with our minds. But there is, well, there is this option to go further. Whether we take it or not, I have no idea. David, I'm going to call that a wrap because you know what? My little nose feels like it's about to drop off. <laughs> We've been sitting outside by Italia. You're actually sort of gripping on. My knob's going to fall off. <laughs> if you really want to. Well, we definitely know. don't want that. <laughs> it's just, can't have your hips and your knob falling off. That would just be a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. So the from my knob. Mr. <laughs> and to your knob. God bless you. <laughs> Any little New Year message to, to these guys? The message to you guys, well... Uh, <laughs> Hang on to your knob. Yeah, and the way you think about life is generally the way it turns out to be. <laughs> so if you want to just think about your knob, that's all you're ever going to see. No, I mean, really, honestly, start to reach out. Reach out and, and, and see this world is fucking gorgeous but experiment with your life step outside of your boundaries step out of your little survival idea of life stop becoming you know just just productive and become creative because to be creative is to say hmm, what could i do that's unique what could i do that's my way and how can i do more of that 
And if, if, if you worry about security, think, okay, I've only, what would happen if I only had a number of days to live, a number of months to live, or a number of years to live? You'd fucking action it. Of course you would. So action it now. That's it. Dare to be more of who you are, not less, more. That's it. David, we, we love you, just so you know. Uh, I love you too. And your little knob. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <your> little... you. <laughs> Uh, it's always a pleasure to meet you and oh. I can't believe you've come here on Boxing Day to meet me and freeze your tits off just for the Reset Rebel course. I'm so course. proud of you for what you're doing, girl. It's just really... I came to freeze my tits off because you're doing this <laughs> and I really admire that and I respect that. So thank oh. you so much. Well, thank you so much and uh, happy Christmas and a happy new year to you. Yeah, all of that. And uh, Hanukkah and <laughs> all of that and all the rest. Yeah, yeah God bless and you. Harry Krishna. <laughs> Bye for now. Reset Rebel it's the reset rebel. It's the reset rebel. It's the reset rebel. Coming to you every day.